after the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals first leg games this week. Liverpool basically secured qualification for the semi-finals via 3-1 win over Benfica. So did Real Madrid thanks to the hat-trick of Karim Benzema against Chelsea. Bayern Munich again had a disappointing game first on the road in the 1-2-0 loss to Villarreal. The Latico Madrid did a great defensive job to contain Manchester City before Kevin De Bruyne's goal. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. Hey, another hat trick by 34-year-old、yeah. Karim Benzema. Everyone should apologize for saying this guy's too old, too slow、yeah. to move anymore. Absolutely, I I need to be one of those people because when they were playing PSG. I was under the assumption of okay, they've got no legs. They're getting、mm. outrun by a younger team. Then at the end, you know, yes, he got the hat trick, but it was very much a case of well, you know, we know PSG crumble. They、yeah. let them in, things like that. I feel like with the benefit of hindsight, now looking two games behind, include and then this one, it seems very clear to me that Carlo Ancelotti got his tactics wrong against PSG in the、True. first frame, got it better in the second. Now that they are kind of in their pomp a little bit. Cream、uh, Benzema is in top form. He is right now,、mm-hmm. like as of yesterday, like the best player in the, in Europe,、um, best forward at the very very least. Okay.、Um, Luka Modric still has excellent, even like, older. Yeah, right. He's even older, and he's one of those players who has really settled into this idea of he's going to be the playmaker. He is now going to hang around on the midfield. He's always going to set up the set up the、uh, goals from a perfect angle.、Mm-hmm. The way they were playing was just phenomenal. But then you also have to consider what happened with Chelsea, which、yeah. is just collapse in a way that I don't think I've seen in a very very long time. You know, you you have、uh, Mendy in goal. He actually not just him, the whole team. Remember, they lost four one to Brentford last、True. week. So. Mendy didn't look confident in that game, and people、no. were saying, "Well, he's come back from the Afcon. He's just played not Afcon from the、uh, qualifiers for his for、mm-hmm. his team in Africa. You know, give him a rest to get let him settle back into things." No, he was terrible. Yeah, and then to give that ball away at the start of the second half is just completely inexcusable. Kante is like Kante is one of the best players in the world, one of the best、Always. midfielders in the world. Yeah, but he's one of those players where because he's a maverick, when he does. When on his best day, he's unplayable. On his worst day, like yesterday, he's just running around like a headless chicken. He just、mm-hmm. couldn't do anything at all. And a thing that was really clear is, so we have Kai Havertz up front. Yeah, he got that one goal, but it was a real struggle. Like he almost got his head kicked in by、mm-hmm. Casemiro as he was doing it. It's a real struggle to get it. Meanwhile, the other end with、uh, Benzema, even when those goals that he missed. He was missing by just just snatching the post.、Mm-hmm. You know everything that goes to him these days is just like it's like he can't、He's、stop scoring now. Yeah, so you know his hat trick was absolutely phenomenal. Even that, even the third goal, of course, it's from quite far away. It was gifted to him, but it was still a chance he had to take. He had the he had the wherewithal to go and get it. Like this Real Madrid side, they've really come into their own in this in this in this tie. And afterwards, Thomas Tuchel was saying that he already thinks it's over because the how, how far behind they are both、yeah. in goals they have to get two, but also in terms of performance because they were just dreadful top to bottom. And I, I really do think this again, you know, fortunes go up and down, but based on how they were playing, Real Madrid looked like they are really in the ascendancy,、mm-hmm. and it isn't even like they were playing a mediocre Chelsea. This is Chelsea that was just falling、the、to pieces. They couldn't do anything at all, even when they brought on、uh, Romelu Lukaku. Didn't do anything at all.、No. You know,、yeah. he was intended to be 
the big body up front, you fire your crosses into your Pulisic or Aspilicueta or someone on the left, mm-hmm. get up to him, maybe Reese James on the right, and the ball gets to him, takes on his chest, bangs it in. Very classic striker for not very classic team. Yeah. If you look at the formation, it's the, it's the Christmas tree. But when you have that all aiming towards one, and it's just a big, strong player like Lukaku, who was then completely outfoxed mm-hmm. um, by Militao and even David Alaba, it's, uh, it was a, it was very bad, very poor showing. Yeah, I think Chelsea kept saying their players and the manager saying that we're trying to keep our players, the whole team, away from all those drama of mm. the team being sold or everyone's future. Apparently. The drama got into them. Yeah, and now it's time because I remember when Real were winning three times in a row the Champions、mm-hmm. League title. They were always saying, "Okay, this club is good, but not the best." They,、yeah. they did that because they have Cristiano Ronaldo.、Mm-hmm. They didn't reach the final last year, but now it's too early. I think they can finally show that we can still be the Real, the、yeah. Galaxy spaceship without Ronaldo, because we have Benzema,、yeah. who have been. Always the guy being ignored when Ronaldo was still here. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing which you always think of. Benzema was always second fiddle. He was always supplying Ronaldo with service.、Yeah. Now he's up front with Valverde and Vinicius to his sides, who are much younger players. And suddenly you're wondering if Benzema was the guy all along. And always underrated. Yeah, right. It's you're, you're looking at him like what now, thirty four, thirty five. You know, and he's playing like this. It, it it really is like this could be one of those seasons where they're already going to win La Liga. Yeah, I think if they、yeah. get the double with the Champions League, you、Best、are going to have yeah to the departure of Ronaldo though, Pre- kind of years later. Precisely,、yeah. you know, you are going to confirm that you are more than one man,、mm-hmm. but also you're going to confirm that Benzema really is a world class talent. Yeah, we just had him with. You know, part of the BBC along like、mm-hmm. along with Gareth Bale as well. You just had him as part of that trio. Now you realise like the reason why that trio is so good is you had this world class talent buried in the middle who was willing to play for the team at large. Yeah, I feel bad for Premier League because Chelsea lost, but、mm-hmm. fortunately you still have Man City. Yeah, who beat Atletico Madrid in a very I gotta say very weird game because、yeah. Man City took. Fifteen shots. I mean,、mm-hmm. we all saw it coming because、yeah. Atletico always set up the bus in front of a goal and then try to find a chance to strike out in an counter.、Yep. The thing is, Man City fifteen shots, only two were on the target.、Mm-hmm. That one thing got De Bruyne the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that game was, let, let's say, for basically sixty-eight minutes, which is when Foden came on.、Mm-hmm. That was an absolute masterclass from Diego Simeone because. You know, I've never seen, or at least I don't remember, Manchester City finding a game so difficult. Yeah. Even when they're struggling, they're at least okay, chaining passes together. If they don't get progress, that's fair enough. But they're still working towards something. This was absolute. They couldn't do anything, and they had like eighty percent possession,、mm. and they were really, really struggling. Yeah. You know, afterwards they were saying that you know on the screen where they where they list it, it comes up as a five three two for Atletico Madrid, but they were so far back in their、basically、own goal, like a five five zero. Yeah, five five zero basically, and not only that, but every time like Shrao Felix or Kondogbia got the ball and got a run out of it, you know, City were terrified of what they can do on the break.、Mm-hmm. So for a good seventy minutes, they had what is probably the best team in the world, like frustrated, terrified, immobile, like. They couldn't do anything at all, and then, like you say, sixty, like I say, sixty-eight minutes. On comes Phil Foden, who 
proves that why that team is so good because they only yeah. had that one chance. Like that pass was so perfectly weighted through. Mm-hmm. And then when De Bruyne gets it, he finds the slot, and like that's all they needed. Like the whole passage of play was like what maybe 30 40 seconds and yeah. it, it completely derailed what atletico were doing because that's the issue with atletico even when they are at their best and won these two like games mm-hmm. they keep the margins so tight that's something like this where you can't afford any tiny mistake precisely but even then like i wouldn't even say it was a mistake i'd say that's just simply the sheer quality that yeah. city have. they're like, like over talented yeah by e- exactly opponents. that's it like you look at the way atletico were playing I really get the feeling that if you line them up in that formation with those tactics and you put them in this tie against anyone else competing in the Champions League at this round, mm-hmm. they get the nil-nil thereafter. Yeah. They maybe even nick the one-nil that they were playing for. And we go home saying, Diego Simeone's a tactical genius. Here, you go away saying, Simeone's a tactical genius, but his tactics have this one slight flaw. And then from the other side of things, Pep is such a genius, with such genius players, that all he needed was this slight opening Mm -hmm. to take control. Now, the thing which I wonder is this was the away leg for Atletico. The Metropolitano is a difficult place to play. True. I I almost want to say that they're going to go into this not as underdogs. I think they're going to know they can get something from it. And I feel almost like the way they frustrated City, they're going to be really confident now, knowing this is what we can do. But what if we kind of, you know, be a little bit faster on the break? What if we replace, like, say, Griezmann up front and we just have Suarez and we play, you know, 5-4-1. Mm-hmm. Then you have that one guy up front who can then be the strike. You know, just tweak it slightly because I think they were so close to getting something from this game yeah. that they can in the second leg. They actually showed they could attack in the group game against Liverpool. Yeah. That was a five or six score game. Right. Yeah. What I, I used to think that uh, Simeone is kind of similar to Jose Mourinho because mm. they both defense first, counter strike, focusing on efficiency. Yeah. But what really set the difference on... Tuesday night is was actually, I think Simeone somehow forgot about offense. It's like yeah. they, it's not like they had no chance. They had several chances. It was mm-hmm. like the players were over focused on defense. It's like yeah. when they had the ball, they were like, okay, first let's keep it calm without saying, okay, let's drive for speed, let's drive for go. If, like you said, that mm-hmm. can change it, can be a little bit tweaked, yeah. then I think Atletico definitely have a chance at home. Yeah, it, it's like this might be if not the best of, like, Simeone's Atletico, it's, like, the most. It's, like, when you think of what they do, if you were to exaggerate it to, mm-hmm. like, a, a super-powered level, yeah. this is exactly how they would play. And that worked for so long so well that you can understand why. But then, like I say, that's just slight mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, and the one thing which I, which I do want to say as well in relation to this is since this game happened... Obviously, because the result went against them, that yeah. changes how people see it. But there's been so much in the media criticizing them. This isn't football. It's anti-football. It's disruptive, whatever. If you can do that to keep what is the best club side in the world mm-hmm. at bay for that long and then limit them to one shot on target. That is good football. That's absolutely fantastic. That is a real work of genius. And I don't think Simeone gets the credit he deserves. He does. And I really would like to see him do well in the, in the second half. Just even if, you know... It ends up being, say, 2-1 and City go through or whatever. Whatever it is he can do just to change these doubters because I really think he's probably the most underrated big team manager in all of European football. Mm-hmm. Victories will change those doubters. I, I do hope. And it's happening next week. I, yeah. 
this is a one away, not so big. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Man City worked so hard for it. But is that really the best they could do? Because it apparently have more important tasks well, this week. Well, that's it. Because with them and Liverpool, you you felt that the upcoming clash is hanging over both of their shoulders. Yeah. And because this is two-legged, I wouldn't go as far as saying, well, you get a free hit in the first leg. Mm -hmm. But both seem to know, like, okay, we have you know, two games, we have two 90-minute halves rather than one 90-minute game to really prove ourselves. And they know deep down this game on Sunday, I believe it is, on the 9th, is going to be the game which pretty much decides the season. Yeah, exactly. So almost for all this credit I'm giving Atletico, and I think it's completely deserved, I do think next time around, depending on the result, in fact, either way, we're going to see a freer, more flowing less stressed out, perhaps, mm -hmm. Manchester City. So, Liverpool's win over Benfica was mm -hmm. relatively easy. Judging by the process of Liverpool and City got their win, yeah. and their style, apparently, and their history record, can you name, name a little bit predictions for the coming, you know, uh, Premier League thrown competitor? See, based on how both teams played, obviously the levels of Benfica and Atletico are very different. Yeah. The styles are totally different. But with how rattled City looked compared to how, not lackadaisical, but let's say functioning at like 60-70% mm -hmm. Liverpool looked, in terms of confidence, I think it's all on Liverpool's side. Yeah. And while they play in many ways the total opposite way of Atletico, with Jurgen Klopp focusing on just attack, 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 I can really see it being a case where the start of the game this weekend will feel like a continuation of this. Mm. So I can see City coming into that, knowing they've been frustrated, knowing they have this particular way of playing where they can get this one quick shot in. But with how Liverpool just don't give up, I think they'll be going into this knowing, okay, if we just hit them over and over and over again, yeah. it'll make them mad. It'll make them lose their step. Guys like Gundogan will be steps lower because mm -hmm. they'll be a little bit afraid of what's happening. And I think it's going to come down to that. And if Liverpool score first they win if they get held out for quite a while and you can be in this position where oh, Pep says okay Foden time to get on Kevin De Bruyne has time to figure out your defence then it goes the other way but I think based on what we've seen I think Liverpool have the best chance I do too because unlike Atletico Liverpool don't defend that tight mm -hmm. but their defence doesn't really stop at the 40 metre area to their goal Yeah, it actually began in the front field right and also like yeah. uh, you know Van Dijk and Kanate, they are very solid centre-backs mm -hmm. in the sense of, you know, you can have this, like, constant forward attack when you know you have a back line that's just kind of solid. Not a complete four, because you they like to have, like, Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold play on the, on the wings, but you still have that confidence of knowing that, okay, if something gets beyond Fabinho, if Thiago gets his pocket picked or something... We can all track back yeah. and, and defend together because we have that Van Dijk Kanate wall that will stop everyone else. That's true. And the last one, buying against last first. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like they lost in the round of 16. It's a draw, but that was an ugly one. This one, though, it's one goal. Yeah. Actually, Villarreal had the chance to make it yeah. four to nothing or five to nothing. What happened to Bayern? Yeah. They don't know how to play without trailing. That It's one of those very weird scenarios because going into this, you look at them and you do one... You like. I think when we were talking about it, we said this was probably the easiest tie mm -hmm. because of how powerful one side is and how yeah. much of an underdog the other sides are. When instead, 
what it seems to me is Villarreal basically went to this thinking, okay, we just have to play our hardest. Mm -hmm. Whereas you look at Bayern Munich, who are like, okay, we just have to play as we normally do, which means that by kind of figuring out how Bayern play, Villarreal had the advantage because they were really compact through a lot of the game. And with how expansive and how much space uh, Bayern Munich liked to leave, particularly at the back, it just gave um, Villarreal so much time, so much room. You know, Dan Juma and Lo Celso, mm-hmm. they're two players who were basically rejected from the Premier League. They're yeah. here. I know Lo Celso was on loan from Spurs. I forget mm-hmm. Dan Juma, but he was, from what I recall, I mean, I did a bit of research before this. He was like nothing. Like, it's when one was the, the last time you actually heard well, about him? Precisely. And they were just running riots throughout mm-hmm. this throughout this, throughout this uh, game. Coughlin was kind of bossing the midfield as well. And on the other side of things, Lewandowski barely got uh, mm. got a touch on goal. Yeah, um, there was that one chance that Thomas Muller had where he kind of scuffed it a little bit. They said he was offside anyway, so whatever. But still, the fact he's like struggling to get shots from mm-hmm. from Gnabry's service, it's that's really difficult. Um, Jamal Musiala as well. He got through one time, didn't do anything with yeah. it. This is one of those things though where you talk about Bayern and you see them do this, and it's like they're going into this one nil down. But these are the kind of results where you think, okay, in the next round, they're going to win like 5-0. They're going to turn on. They're not going to be upset or embarrassed like this. So I feel like this is one of those games where you come away from it. Obviously, this is a massive upset for Villarreal. But you do look at it thinking, okay, if you would have been that little bit better, if Moreno would have finished his shot. Exactly. You know, if he would have, because he was through on goal a few times. It was that time with, I forget if it was him or not, but when Manuel Neuer scuffed the shot from mm-hmm. the almost halfway line and they just blasted it and just missed the goal. You think to yourself, okay, it's 1-0, but going to the Allianz next week on a Bayern looking for revenge, they're going to try and steamroller you to death. That's true. So if they would have got the 2-0, 3-0, whatever it was, then you would have thought to yourself, okay, they have the advantage. Whereas now it's almost a case of you've poked the bear. Yeah. And that's going to be against you next time around. That's true. Um before we really feel bad for Villarreal, because mm-hmm. it's last week, I just want to say, uh, by maybe sometimes, because again, these are two light games. Mm. It's Villarreal. It's the tenth in La Liga. Yeah. Another team would figure you out. Mm-hmm. Will know your pattern and try to respond to it. You can't just afford to always lose in the first leg. Yeah. As there are fewer teams in the tournament, mm-hmm. you're not looking at Villarreal. You're looking at Liverpool, Man yeah. City, Real. Those guys won't just let you go with one goal. And those guys won't let you punch on them without resistance, even in the second leg. So, yeah. the, the only thing yeah. I'd say against them is Unai Emery has become a master of the Europa League. He, He's definitely become something of a Carlo Ancelotti figure of like a cup coach, mm-hmm. which means that I think there is a chance that they will, you know, I put this way, for everything I'm saying about Bayern's revenge, I would not be surprised if Villarreal are like the shock team this year that gets to the semi-finals yeah. or something because of how I, basically how impressed I am by Unai Emery, how much Arsenal wasted him, how good he's been at Villarreal. But at the same time, you do look at the history of this tournament. You do look at the way Bayern play, how mm. they typically go for revenge. Um, so I do think it's, it's looking towards, like this is one of the few times where the disadvantage is actually the advantage for Bayern. I think so much for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next week. See ya. Speak to you then.